0: Hello, this is Sharon Versup. This is the last episode of Women's March Madness. Boy, what a treat we had with those three games this past weekend, the two semifinals and then the national championship. Before we get to that a little overview, we're going to have some guests on from USCB, our athletic director, Quinn Monahan, and then my partner, um, Coach Ron Fadula, the men's basketball coach for USCB. And... Um, So we're really anxious to to share what we're all about and the location and about adding men men and women's basketball. So let's first talk about the semifinal game. You had LSU um, starting out playing Virginia Tech. And the game went back and forth the whole time. Um, I don't think anybody had a leg on one another. And then in the fourth quarter, LSU really put their defense on, uh, got a lot of steals, kind of took control of the game over the last five minutes um, and really just changed the tide. And so they ended up winning. Uh, Virginia Tech had an amazing season, first time in program history going there, and they have a lot of returners uh, back for next year. Then the late game was South Carolina, uh, the defending champions, obviously undefeated against Iowa. Um, everybody was talking about the Aliyah Boston, Caitlin Clark matchup. And um, as we went through that game, it was back and forth and one for the ages, um, almost amazing viewership, um, one of the best ever uh, in that game. Caitlin Clark had 41 points that night, so she just was uh, just at another level. It was very hard to stop her. Leah Boston was in foul trouble the first half uh, came out in the second half and they just really sagged off players. Um, got out rebounded. you look at the stat sheet, everything. Um, you would have thought it was South Carolina's way, but when it came down to it, um, you know Caitlin Clark and her teammates uh, just played one of the best games they've ever ever played. So Iowa got on top of that. Well then we go to the championship game LSU versus Iowa and that game was highly anticipated as well so it was the the most viewers 9.9 million viewers one of the just exponential one of the best crowds through the whole entire season but to be able to have that so many people viewing great offensive game 102 that was a record um, to 85 Um, both teams got in foul trouble um, and it was really difficult and so they never really kind of got in a rhythm um, and uh, then nobody could really touch each other so just an amazing offensive game Angel Reese had 15 points 10 rebounds she got in foul trouble in the first half Caitlin Clark 30 points eight assists Three LSU players with 20-plus points, and that's where it came down to. The first half, when three starters for LSU were sitting on the bench, the bench players, shining moment, Jasmine Carson, unbelievable, hit five-for-five three-pointers, scored 21 points. um, And the other players off the bench is what elevated the team and gave them such a big lead at halftime. Um, So – kudos to LSU, Kim Mulkey, second year. Um, She really utilized the transfer portal and she's got a great big personality and she's able to coach big personalities. And um, again, what an amazing job to be able to mold and cultivate those relationships. And they could have beat anybody that night. No question. It was, they were hot they were in rhythm, everything was going their way. Um, So the motivation, everything that went into that. And so my kind of my top five uh, all tourney team, most outstanding player was Angel Reese. Um, Then you had Alexis Morris in the second half. She had 19 points just in the second half uh, for LSU. And then Jasmine Carson, nobody knew about her. Um, And there's no question that she should make that that team being five for five, really carrying them um, when people were sitting on the bench. Then Iowa, obviously Caitlin Clark, and then Zaya Cook from South Carolina, um, their point guard as well. So those are the top five. I know there's been a lot of uh, talking back and forth about um, the situation with Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. Um, you know, you can't see me and, uh, I'm not going to really go into much except that players play the game. They obviously don't have issues with you uh, with it. It was kind of more social media and people, um, you know, we're talking about things, but these players know it's competitive. They don't have an issue. They both address that. Um, and so, you know, the bottom line is, um, you know, you want to play, you want to be competitive And you just don't want the viewers to see this. You wanted to see the excitement. It was unfortunate. You just wanted to see the growth of women's basketball. Um, So other than that, what a great, great NCAA tournament this year. So again, congratulations to LSU national champions. You know, now that March Madness is over and we've gone through this, um, anxious to start our program um, at USCB and looking forward to the opportunity to share what's ahead for all of us. So um, our next interview will be with Ron Fadella, our men's basketball coach.
1: University of South Carolina Beaufort has three beautiful locations near the beach: Bluffton, Beaufort, and Hilton Head Island. Our students find our small classes and personalized instruction very rewarding. The USCB Sand Sharks have added men's and women's basketball, and we are excited to be new provisional members of NCAA Division II and the Peach Conference. Fin's up from USCB.
0: for our next guest. Um, He's my partner in crime, my counterpart, uh, Ron Fadella, the head head men's basketball coach. And um, Ron has brought so much energy to USCB um, and adding men and women's basketball. So uh, welcome, Ron.
2: Coach Sharon, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here uh, with not only a great counterpart, a great mentor, uh, but just a great friend and a, a great person to, to be working with. Uh, I'm blessed to be here.
0: Absolutely. So, Ron, tell tell everybody a little bit about your background, where you grew up, kind of your footprint of playing ball and wanting to coach and get into this business.
2: So I, I grew up in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, uh, which is a small town about an hour south of Pittsburgh. So my, my career has kind of taken me different places but I, so I tell everybody I grew up in Pittsburgh but, but it's really Uniontown Pennsylvania I'm, I'm proud to say that um, I I had a uh, basketball was my entire life really uh, from day one uh, played all sports growing up uh, but but freshman year in high school um, played varsity ball and, and really that was when people were starting to specialize in sports. You know, some people were saying, hey, man, I, I think you're going to be good. You, you should just specialize in basketball and forget the rest of the stuff. Uh, don't regret anything about my life, but that was probably the worst decision I've ever made, <laughs> uh, trying to specialize. And I, if I could go back and do anything over, I'd play basketball and football, you know, and up through my senior year. But everything happens for a reason. So, yeah, it was uh, played three years and blew my knee out my senior year, Um different things happened had a uh this is back in 2008 um different things happened you know had a series of circumstances we were selling our house uh when i was younger and I, I remember going through old papers and i i pulled out this box of like a sixth grade uh career paper why they were talking about careers in sixth grade i have no idea but my my paper said what do you want to do when you're older and how do you want to get there And it said, it said, I want to be the head basketball coach at the University of Pittsburgh. And these are the steps I'm going to take to get there. And that was in sixth grade. And I was reading this when I was like a junior now. And I'm like, oh, wow. I really always knew that I wanted to be a basketball coach. So that, that, that's been kind of my aura. Um, I, uh, like I said, I, I blew my knee out my senior year. I haven't played a real basketball game since my junior year in high school. Uh, I went to, uh, looked at some places, ended up uh, going to Case Western Reserve University, a small school in Cleveland, uh, because I thought that once my knee got rehabbed, I kind of had a sense of who I was as a player. Um, And I thought that was the best place for me. I got to Case Western, and in our first practice, I blew my knee out again. Uh, My medical team was in Pittsburgh, uh, so I transferred to uh, Carnegie Mellon University, and I'm not that old, but it actually <laughs> was before the transfer portal, so no transfer <laughs> portal existed. So uh, I'm not I'm not that old, uh, but I'm not that young either. So uh, now I transferred to Carnegie Mellon, and I, I, I really was going to play again. You know, I wanted to be closer to my medical team though with with my rehab. Uh, got to Carnegie Mellon, kind of blew my knee out again. So started coaching. You know, my sophomore year at Carnegie Mellon, uh, I coach high school basketball for three years. Chartiers valley high school uh got the opportunity and and still went to carnegie mellon but was just kind of there for for school i knew it was great education i kind of tell everybody this kind of used it as my backup plan uh i think as a coach there's a lot of things you can't control and I i thought i wanted to be strategic about that so in case i get to year 20 in coaching and my three best players get hurt and then all of a sudden we have a we have a bad season i wanted to have a fallback plan so wanted to use my education for that purpose um coach high school ball then went out to Santa Clara University uh was there for about a year and a half then went up to Portland State University um and then kind of found out what was important to me in coaching and went to a a small school in in Indiana Pennsylvania for for the last five years and uh and now we're here so uh uh, it's a, uh, it's a great place to be and bless a- every step of my career. You try to pull things together and, and learn different things. And I think uh, I've I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that.
0: Well, you know, Ron, when we talk about our journeys, obviously I'm a little older than you, but you know, in fifth and sixth grade, I was playing on the boys basketball team, <laughs> you know, cause they didn't have girls then. So, <laughs> you know, to date me a little bit. So, you know, when I was playing against the boys and then kind of had my journey it's kind of the same thing. Coached high school for a while, was pretty successful seven years. And I was a restricted earnings coach, which didn't make much money when I was at Louisville. Then went to JMU three years as a top assistant. And then went to the University of Maine for five, went to IU for one, and then, um, you know, 15 years at my alma mater at Purdue and did some great things there. Um, you know, as we talk, you won to with the national championship. I've been to four Big Ten championships, two elite eights, WNBA players. But it's the excitement is like you being around people like you. And we talk about USCB and, you know, how we both got here. But, you know, you and I talk about and this is part of selling, you know, USCB is like people talk family, but we feel family.
2: We feel family. And, and honestly, like you saying that, I, I got the chills right now a little <laughs> bit, like because that's what that's what I live for. That's what we live for. And and that's what I felt at USCB. Um, and, and I think, I, you, you know, you kind of maybe maybe this is wrong or I hope it's not. But maybe in the back of your mind, you know, Purdue was your alma mater. It was your everything. And you kind of always knew in the back of your head if you had the opportunity to get to Purdue, that's a place you'd want to lead a program, right? Um, and 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 me coming down here and feeling the family and, and, and being around the administration and the, and the community, I I felt that this was a place for me, and I was so excited. Um, that first text I got, I, I promise you, I remember where I was at after we both got announced. I was literally sitting in my driveway. I <laughs> own a very very small home in Indiana, Pennsylvania. I was sitting there, and I was pulling out of the driveway. It's like this steep driveway it got all these cracks in it because I haven't been <laughs> I haven't been able to fix it yet. But I remember sitting in my vehicle right there, and we're texting. I knew from day one this is the place for us and where we want to be. And like we talk about it all the time, some some every coach says it right. Every coach says family. Mm-hmm. Um, some coaches, you know, preach it. You know, it's more part of their program. But but we live it. You know, it's every single day. It's not a. It's not even a choice. It's just. It's who we are, and that's what. That's what's going to be special about our program in this community. It's a. Yeah. It's going to be a community product, and it's family. You're going to have. A, you're going to have a family within a family. So the, the family is is USCB, all right. And the family within the family is USCB basketball, right? And, and and within that family, when you when you choose to to be with us, you're going to have connections outside of life. Uh, you're going to know all the coaches, you're going to know our assistants, you're going to know our players. We're all going to be at each other's mm-hmm. games, and it, that's what the family atmosphere is about. It's it's bigger than basketball here. Believe me, it's about growing young people, and it's about using the game of basketball to help this community reach its full potential, And and, and that experience is special. And when you can do it with somebody that's not – you know that's not just a, a coworker when you can do it with somebody you truly enjoy being around, it yeah. just makes it that much more special
0: yeah, and you know and and kudos go to you know Dr. Panu, our chancellor and you know Quinn Monahan, our athletic director to to have the vision to one your n a i a going into division two, but adding this is inaugural adding men and women's basketball um history legacy um You know, if people don't know where we're located, we're in the low country, we're close to Hilton Head Island, like, it's gorgeous here, You like, 20 20 minutes from Buford, you got uh, the beach about 10 miles away, Bluffton, Savannah, Georgia, across the way, just an incredible low country, and they don't, they haven't had, like, certain sports or college to really get around and we have great baseball, softball, soccer, track and field, the golf teams. Um, you know and that's what's really, really exciting is that we have all these sports and now we're adding us as piece of the puzzle and you know and it's again, it's cultivating relationships and um, I couldn't be more pleased with you know meeting all the professors and the academia and how strong. Uh, a lot of our schools are at USCB.
2: I, I think it's amazingly exciting. Every single person we meet on campus, it's it's everybody from the 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 gender every single day when 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 I walk in, hey how you doing today, coach? What's up? I, like tell me what's new. It's sometimes like you got We have to do so many things when you're when we're building a foundation, right? There's so much going on in our heads. There's so there's not enough hours in a day. So like, you don't want to be not polite and like take like 10 minutes to say, oh, I got this person signed up and that person signed up. And this is what we're doing. And we're in the community speaking. And, you know, we're raising money. We're trying to do this and we're getting the excitement out there and we're building a foundation. Like I want to talk to her. I want to talk to every single person for 30 minutes every day. But that's how people here are just genuinely nice and they care. They really care and, and having those those intimate relationships I think is what's special. And what I think is really cool is like you brought it up. We talk about legacy. We talk about building a foundation. We talk about being a part of history, right? Like I love saying like that you're really building history. when If you grow up and have a family, you're going to be able to tell that your family, I was a part of the foundation of a basketball program. So just that opportunity – you know, it is appealing for me and that excitement around that. And like, even on our interviews here, like what interests you? Like, this is such a great area. Like to be anywhere I had a chance to build a real family from scratch, it's like kind of everybody's dream, right? Everybody dreams of having a family and being a part of a family experience and being a part to, to, to see that from its inception is really special. But not only that, like the area is an added bonus, like the area we get to do it in is such an added bonus so when you can combine family with the area man it's it's truly going to be special and um and it's going to bring a gathering place and to see our beautiful campus I'm, i'm so excited to get basketball here and you've talked about baseball and softball once we get their facilities on campus and soccer you know we have all these amazing coaches I mean, I wish they could put a golf course on campus. So Coach Corey's great and we're great and fun. I don't know if golf will be ever on campus, but, but the other sports and, and and having everybody come to everybody's games and and, and seeing that grow and that's just going to bring foot traffic to campus and and once we can do that they see how beautiful this place is it's yeah. so beautiful and, and and so precious so that's what i'm excited about and the area and the campus it's really an added bonus when we can man i wish we would have got hired in timbuktu we would have had a great experience like, <laughs> yeah you know it's just this this place just makes it special
0: well it's been interesting we both were hired at the very end of october um haven't been here a real long time but just the the excitement that we have, but I, I, you know, I can't talk enough about the academics and the professors that have helped us with recruits and just us getting to know them. And, you know, I mean, marine biology, the honors programs in Buford campus, and, you know, we have a Hilton Head campus that, you know, works with restaurant and hotel management and those type of careers or junior, senior year and Bluffton is our main campus, um, which has about 850 to, you know, 900 students there. and you know, uh, business and marketing and nursing. We have a great nursing program, psychology, um, you know, biology is obviously very big and we could go through all of them and, you know, interdisciplinary studies. And, um, you know, it's just really neat that you can create your own major and in interdisciplinary studies and everybody collaborates together. Uh, just never been, you know, just really, really impressed with, um, you know, again, the fellowship, the colleagueship, uh, really. So they're understanding that academics is number one, no question. And this is an added bonus. And, you know, just the excitement now as we move forward, you know, with, uh, you know, just building that foundation. So, so what are the key things for you with the type of young people you want to bring to campus?
2: I think that the, it, it takes a very special person, a, a very unique skill set. I think number one, when you talk about building a foundation right when when you talk about starting fr- something from the ground up you talk about having a solid core you got to have a solid concrete core so for me that means character number 1 that means character number 1 character number 2 and character number 3 mm-hmm. all right we the, the 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 number one thing when you build a foundation is character we can't take any kind of risk on it. if there's a question mark by any type of character box that we, all the boxes we check, if there's even a question mark. Now it may not even be, you know, it may be a legitimate question mark. Who knows? But if there's even a question mark there, can't do it. Can't take a risk because if, if your foundation for your house isn't solid, guess what? The house is falling in. So we talk about character. We talk about citizenship. We talk about being a servant leader. And we talk about using those three characteristics to be championship worthy. Um, that's all we're really trying to do. But we have to be very, very co- selective and, and and do our research. I'm talking to, I'm talking to your best friends. I'm talking to your other teammates. I'm talking to all your coaches. I'm talking to your school teachers. I'm talking to your principals. Anybody that has any type of interaction with you, I am checking in on to make sure you check that character box. That's first before talent. You know. Uh, you you hear you hear the saying you got to get guys you can lose with. Well, I want to get guys that have ultimate character that are determined that want to be a part of a family that have great citizenship that that are servant leaders that are championship worthy and that I can win with. I want it all, but w- we need the character piece first, and I mm-hmm. think that's that's m- foremost when you start a program. You know, I, I want to get guys that that enjoy challenges, right? I want to get guys that mm-hmm. that 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 are motivated by. I got this great opportunity in front of me and I know it's going to be a challenge, but I'm going to work every single day to make this a great experience. Like I want guys that, that kind of like have a little bit of an underdog mentality. Mm -hmm. Like they trust the staff that the the staff has their best interest in mind first and foremost. And you touched on all the great academic programs we have, but, but what I think is also special too, in terms of that, when, when you come to a place like this, you get hands-on experience from day one in your classrooms. You know, the professors know you and when they know you, they care about you. It's very unique in, in, at any school. If you go to a, place and people that truly care about you they're all saying yeah, yeah, yeah we care about you but I saw one of our business professors when I just walked out into the parking lot he he shake my hand coach when are you bringing me the next one man I can't wait yeah. so when you get those type of professors and, and and people that care about the program guess what your chance of success rate is very very high yeah. you, you know it's it's like um it's almost like an insurance policy of success you know, when you go to when you go with people that care about you, they're going to have your back because guess what? At any level of of basketball, at any level of making a college decision, it's not it's, there's going to be challenges associated with it. Things are going to go wrong. But guess yeah. what? When things do go wrong, if you're around people that care about you, you're going to be you're going to come out from that experience on top and they're going to be able to help you through those challenges. And it's going to make that part a little bit easier and they're going to have your back. And when you know your professors and you're involved in the community, like, like we talk about all this excitement for basketball, the professors will be at our games, faculty, staff, everybody's going to be at the games. So you're going to be, you're going to be known, right? You're going to be known in the community, community. So when you're known, guess what? There there's, you, you get some things that other students Mm -hmm. that other schools might not necessarily get, right? You're going to have connections outside of life. Like you're in the marine biology program. You're going to be working with marine biologists. They're going to be at your games. If you're in the accounting program, there's going to be accountants at the games. You're going to be involved in some type of community service with a local business. You know, you're going to be whatever field you decide to do. You're going to know people in that field. So guess what? We want everybody to play basketball forever. but, But when it ends, and it ended for me very quickly, and I'm blessed to be in coaching, Um, but you're going to have somebody that you could call just for advice. Hey, I'm interested in this. Can you help me out? Life is about connections Mm -hmm. and life is about caring about people. So when you come to a place that, that cares about you, you have, you meet all these people that you build all these connections, whatever you want to do in life, you're going to be able to pick up that phone and call somebody that's connected to it. And that can advise you now, because we get all these things, we talk about what type of kids you like to bring in. Well, because we're going to, you know, we're going to have all these connections, but everybody's going to know you're going to be you're going to be known from day one. Well, guess what? You have to hold yourself to a higher standard. Yeah. You have to hold yourself to a higher. And if you can't do that, well, we got The character doesn't line up for what we're trying right. to bring you. because we know you're we know you're going to be known. We know everybody in the community is going to want to yep. be who you are. They're going to want to be in your suit. So now you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. And that's the that's the character box that we we have to check. We can't take a risk on.
0: Yeah. Well, I know that a lot of people ask a question of, um, and I'm kind of kind of answer it for both of us, but the question's always like, how do you do it? Like you've, there's nothing in place. Like, how do you do this? Like, how do you recruit? How do you X, Y, and Z? And you talked about a lot of things that we have to do, which we're doing everything, but the recruiting piece, you can't bring in all freshmen. Um, you know, you're going to hopefully get a grad transfer, but you know, we always talk about the provision of not being able to play the first two years in postseason. So how, how does that look? Well, a lot of kids just want to come and have an amazing experience. So maybe a grad transfer, some junior college kids using the transfer portal, and then finding your freshmen and a couple walk-ons that first year, because then the next year, that year two and three is when you're kind of really building it even more so. Um, you know, so that's kind of, you know, obviously the difficult part, of, but the history and legacy, that's what's selling. Kids want to be part of something special uh, these first two years, and I'm so excited about that. And then the next piece is, and the last kind of question that I have, and I'll talk a little bit for myself, but the style of play. I want to get up and down. I'm going to full court press. We want to steal and get some quick layups. We want to be able to shoot the three exceptionally well um we're gonna play you know free and fast but obviously we're gonna have to you know half court have some set plays when we have uh specific players that are gonna be able to you know knock down a ton of threes or there's an isolation down low or there's a mismatch so um you know we want to play at a high velocity and get a lot of shots up so tell tell everybody a little bit about your style
2: I 100% share everything you just spoke about as far as how how, we, how you're going to build the roster, the type of people we're going to bring in. It, it's amazing. It truly is that, that like, that's what we see eye to eye. Woo! But, like, it's <laughs> like – I want to. So this is for all the coaches out there in the Peach Belt. I hope you're watching this because this is how we're going to play. But guess what? We're not going to have. You're not going to be able to scout our. You know, we don't have no scout film right away. So you better listen to this podcast. All right. We're going to try to score 100 points. I'm telling you that right. <laughs> we're going to try to score 100 points. We're going to play up and down. We're going to play fast. We're going to. You know, we're going to do a little bit of a platoon system at start. You know, because we, we talk about building a program, right? I want guys to experience. Guys, what do you guys want to do? I want to play. Everybody wants to play, right? Want to be out there. So we're going to platoon. We're going to play five in five out you know at the start we're going to play hard we're going to press we're going to run and trap we're going to shoot threes we're going to be throwing lobs you know our, our style is it, it's going to be fun to play in it, like if you watch a national championship in division two this year uh, you saw both teams at press and trap and try to score 100 points and all the coaches know how to pull up synergy and they can look at all the points per possessions and all that stuff and if they think the style don't work then they're crazy because those two teams wouldn't have made the national championship so we're going to play fun and fast and be exciting and, and, and when you talk about pro, program building, Coach, um, I think that, you know, part of program building is playing a style that people want to watch and that players want to play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I love there's great, great coaches out there. Coach Bennett at Virginia, amazing coach. Right. That style works. They win. They win championships. They win final fours. But it's it's hard when you, when you're building a program I'm not trying to play mover blocker and, and try to get the best shot and wear down the clock and, and I I don't want the score to be 50 to 55. No. I want I want the score to be 105 to 100. And coach, about you're undisciplined on defense. No, we're going to try to we want to speed that <laughs> thing up and and we want the, as many possessions in a game and we're going to play fast and fun and uh, we, we know how to do it. Um and I think coach and, and you might have some more knowledge on this. Like I was told a couple years ago, if you take over a program um, and, and you're they, I'm not afraid we can't they can't say we're at the bottom of the league. We're below the bottom. Right? <laughs> and, uh, we're below the bottom because we don't have anything here yet. Right. right. So, we're, so you, if say you take over the last place program in a league, yeah. what, what are you going to do? What, what's going to be your your philosophy? Well, guess what? I think you can steal some games if you play a unique style that yes. none of the that none of the teams play in, especially if you take over a bottom team. So, like every league, you know, we all know that as coaches, every league kind of has their style yes. of that league style and how they play. But if you bring somebody new, or you're at the bottom, and then you try to play somewhere new, guess what? You might drop a game or two because the style maybe is not as polished, but you're going to win some games that you probably shouldn't win because you're going to be hard to prepare for right. and you're going to play unique and play fun. Um, so that's, that's why I'm excited about it. I think they have, like you talk about what, what, what Quinn and, and, and our presidents have done, man, they get, they, they, they hire people with, they have a vision that understand program building. It's not just, we're not back. We're not just basketball coaches here. Yeah. Like, and that's why I love it. We're legitimately building something from scratch. We're, we're selling gym memberships to a gym that ain't even here yet. Who in their right <laughs> mind would buy a gym membership with no gym? That's crazy, right? But but when you sell that 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 history that you know we're gonna play fun and exciting mm-hmm. and you're gonna be a part of something for a lifetime and you gotta be proud of that. You gotta take pride in it. Um, that that's the sell and. and nobody's ahead of you right now listen there's no players ahead of right. you right now so if you come in we're not saying you're going to play right away you're going to have the opportunity to compete and play right away you know yeah. and when you when you play those styles you know you've got multiple guys playing multiple minutes and positions and yeah. i think it's going to be fun i'm, I'm excited yeah. to, to watch and yeah. light the crowds up
0: well ron i can't thank you enough um i can't wait for both of us to start this um Great journey together, 11-11. Yeah. First game, baby, 11-11, 23. We got to rock that gym. But thank you very much, uh, and let's get it done.
2: Thanks for having me. Let's get butts in the seats, and let's get it done, Coach, and it's going to happen.
0: All right. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks for having me.
2: I love it. Have a great day.
0: Thank you. We'll be back in a minute.
2: Love it.
1: University of South Carolina Beaufort has three beautiful locations near the beach Bluffton, Beaufort, and Hilton Head Island. Our students find our small classes and personalized instruction very rewarding. USCB students have unique opportunities with internships, community service projects, international programs, fieldwork, and research. The USCB Sand Sharks have added men's and women's basketball, and we are excited to be new provisional members of NCAA Division II and the Peach Belt Conference. Fin's up from USCB.
3: So many monumental events taking place on our campus. Most certainly, many historical firsts. Our acceptance into NCAA Division II provisional process. Our acceptance into the prestigious Peach Belt Conference. Thank you to our commissioner and deputy commissioner for being here with us today. The addition of men's and women's basketball—huge addition for the university.
0: I'm going to welcome our next guest, uh, Quinn Monahan, the athletic director at USCB. Um, he's done so many great things, uh, obviously, in his career. So welcome, Quinn.
3: Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I look forward to spending a few minutes together.
0: Yeah, it'll be exciting. So, uh, so Quinn, kind of tell everybody a little bit about your background and kind of your path of obviously now being at USCB. Uh, give us your background, please.
3: Sure. So hard to believe, but I've been at USCB now for 11 years. I'm in my 11th year at uh, the university, Um, have been in athletic administration for close to 20. Prior to USCB, I was at uh, Belmont Abbey College, another Division II school just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Spent a few years at uh, Belmont Abbey, had a great experience there, loved it. Um, Charlotte and that whole area is, is really a nice area. Uh, Prior to that, though, uh, really cut my teeth in athletic administration at uh, Savannah College of Art and Design, believe it or not. Uh, An NAI art school in Savannah, Georgia, uh, was there for probably eight to actually in athletics for about eight years. I had the opportunity to start in athletics. The um, actually the the director of athletics at Flagler College, who is in our conference, uh, was the AD at uh, SCAD. And yeah, I played and been involved in soccer my whole life. And the soccer coach left pretty uh, untimely uh, departure on his part. Uh, So I reached out to the AD. I didn't know who he was. I was working in academic services. I reached out and and just offered my services, anything I can do. I knew I wasn't prepared to coach uh, collegiate soccer, but just wanted to uh, extend my um, self for anything I could do. We, we kind of struck up a friendship. And um, eventually I became the academic advisor for athletics and then assistant AD for academics and compliance. And uh, um, the rest is history. Judd left there. I became the athletic director for a couple of years and then moved on to Belmont Abbey. This opportunity came about and I couldn't not come back to the Low Country.
0: Absolutely. So, so it's it, your journeys, which is so nice, is that you started from the, I guess, from the gra- grassroots and you continued to just build your resume um, and worked exceptionally hard. And, um, you know, and now being back at USCB, you know, it's been 11 years. So, you know, kind of explain the NAIA model and the sports and kind of that growth over the 11 years um, that you've been there.
3: Sure. So actually, it, it goes back even further than 11 years. When I was at SCAD, we got a phone call from uh, USCB, and they were considering their options. Um, they were just starting athletics, so they were looking at what are their options. And primarily in this area, I mean, uh, they were looking at D2 or NAIA. At the time at SCAD, we were NAIA. And did a little um, you know, consulting, if you will, with them to talk about what their opportunities were. And the NAI was a good fit. And honestly, it was a really good fit for USCV. We uh, found a home there. We were able to start our athletics program, joined what then was the Florida Sun Conference, eventually became the Sun Conference, uh, very Florida centric conference. So we spent a lot of time on the road. We have uh, yeah. we had a couple teams that were uh, based out of Miami. Miami's oh. a long trip. You'll, you'll <laughs> yeah. I think we've got some games scheduled in Miami uh, next year, uh, you're going to learn. That's a a heck of a bus ride, Uh, (laughs) a good nine plus hours. Um, So I don't miss those days of nine hour drives. Um, But we we started athletics in the NAI. It was a very good fit for us. And as much as I appreciate our opportunity to grow in the NAI, one of the consistent struggles we had was, NAI? what is that? Uh, people just don't know. It doesn't have the name right. recognition that NCAA does. Uh, the best way to explain the NAI is to say, yeah, it's really similar to NCAA Division II, and then the light bulb goes off, and, and they know what you're talking about. <laughs> Why say you're like D2? Let's just become D2. Um, we found a really great home in the Peach Bells. Peach Belt mm-hmm. has been a fantastic home for USCB. Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work to be very truthful, but it's mm-hmm. been a great opportunity. I, I call it, uh, we're experiencing some short-term pains for some long-term gains.
0: Mm-hmm. And so with when you came here and did NAIA, did you have all the sports that you have in place now, obviously besides just adding men and women's basketball?
3: we did so we've got obviously um we have i mean we we haven't added anything in in quite some time we have uh baseball and softball women's soccer uh both we have golf we have cross country uh outdoor track and field we did add indoor track and field a couple years back uh just another opportunity you know ultimately uh everything that we do is to offer our student athletes excellent intercollegiate athletic opportunities Uh, indoor track and field was just that for us Uh, and it's and it's proven to be a great addition to our program so um, basketball will be the first thing we've truly added in a long time Mm -hmm. and could not be more excited about what it's going to do for our campus for our community for the low country Um, Mm -hmm. everybody is just on board thrilled and excited and you mentioned it earlier but 11-11 it's gonna be a great day
0: (laughs) so um, absolutely so for most people, they might not understand. Like NAIA going to Division Two. Like, what's the process? When did you When did you apply? What type of legislation? Like, how long did that take? And then explain like the provisional years. Kind of explain that process.
3: Yeah, sure. <clears throat> it, it's been a long process. Um, I came to USCB back in 2012, and I think since then I've been having conversations with Mr. Brunk our commissioner, it's been on our radar for that long. Our former chancellor, uh, Dr. Jane Upshaw, knew that that was the vision. She was supportive of that vision. We weren't ready yet. Uh, We just weren't in a place where we had the foundation that we needed in order to do so. Um, When Dr. Penu came, we both recall sitting at the Redfish Redfish restaurant uh, (laughs) during his interview And thankfully, I was part of the the committee and I got to sit next to he and his wife, Judith. And I shared with him then the vision. This was seven years ago. The vision we have for for making an application eventually and moving NCAA Division II. Thankfully, he caught that vision. He was excited about that opportunity and we move forward with it. What that process looks like is just frankly, a ton of work. Um, we had to reevaluate everything that we do, all of our handbooks, our manuals, our strategic plan, and we didn't start from fresh, but, uh, we had to redo it all. And it's, it's been a lot, the application process from NAI to D2, frankly, is very daunting. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, exhaustive and it's very thorough. Believe it or not, it's, uh, easier now, I think than it used to be back in the day, once we submit, so we've been working on the application probably 18 months prior to submission. We submitted in, in February of last year and were accepted into the NCAA Division II process. A caveat in order to be accepted into that process is you have to have sponsorship, if you will, with a conference. <clears throat> That's where my conversations with Dr. Or Mr. Brunk came in mm-hmm. handy. We found a great home in the Peach Belts. And they've been you know, welcoming to us in that once we secured that membership, we made our application to NCAA division two, we were accepted into that provisional process. It was not a slam dunk. We were as excited as anyone when we got the news that we were in. Yeah. Um, what that looks like from then on is it's a three year process graduating from provisional year 1 to 2 to 3 we are uh, almost i mean we're not we're a little over halfway through our first year and it's yeah. going exceedingly well we had visitation from the membership committee last month and by all indications everything we're doing is moving us in a really positive way towards advancing into year 2 we won't know that obviously for a while we're waiting on a report from the membership committee to give us um, areas that we need to focus on, things mm-hmm. we need to, to work on in order to um, move to that next step. But all indications are we are moving forward in a really
0: positive way. Yeah. And like you said, it's daunting. People don't understand behind the scenes how much is put into... Um, you know, changing conferences, going Division two to Division one, NAIA to Division two, um, and so kudos to the university and you and your staff for working so hard to make this happen. And then my next question, you you're going into Division two, you have your sports. Why add men and women's basketball on top of it?
3: Oh <laughs> We've dreamt about this day for for forever. Um, it, it's a natural progression for us. Um, believe it or not, we don't have any indoor sports. So all of our sports are outdoor and we don't have other than indoor track and field, we don't have a winter sport. So it just really makes sense. And and to be frank, a smallish campus, we've got 2000, a little over 2000 students without either basketball or football. There's just that missing element, especially when it comes to, campus spirit and community engagement Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
3: of soccer i played soccer my whole life but it doesn't have that community draw that a basketball program will so we're we've identified it as a niche that the low country needs and i think will be very very supportive of look our campus borders sun city we'll cut a swath through Uh, the berm there between us and Sun City, I'll create hundreds of parking spaces for golf carts. They can come over in droves and support basketball Mm
0: -hmm. and they will. Okay. So, yeah, so we're talking about, and we're out meeting people. We've been doing a lot of functions together. So if you can share kind of the vision of the facility um, and, you know, how many seats and kind of just the, you know, kind of the plan right now for the the rec center, um, so people can kind of understand the excitement behind this.
3: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fun venue. So we have a rec center now. Uh, to be to be honest, when it was built five six years ago, it was not built with intercollegiate basketball in mind. It was built with recreation and student service minded type activities. So therefore, it doesn't have really currently. This is, is going to change very soon. It didn't, it wasn't built with locker rooms and with seating capacity. We are about to enter a renovation project, uh, nearly $3 million project, where we are adding locker rooms, additional offices, an expanded athletic training room. We're going to expand our fitness center a little bit, uh, extra offices, uh, study uh, slash media room, and of course locker rooms. Uh, And along with that, we're going to add seating for, really, it'll be just shy of 900. And I like that idea because it's going to be an intimate, tight venue. But our students are so excited and our faculty and our staff and our community are so excited. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine what that place is gonna sound like with 900 rabid <laughs> sand shark yeah. fans in there. So we'll start that renovation project this summer, actually have a meeting tomorrow with the architect uh, to finalize some additional um, aspects of that that plan. This summer, we'll start, we're will start. already, or we've ordered the, or we're in the process of ordering uh, those things that need a lot of lead done, the bleachers mm-hmm. and the floor, putting in a whole new floor in the gym, in the uh, rec center. So we're ordering those now so that once we demo, they'll be on site and ready to install. This summer we'll get that project going in order to be ready to play in
0: November, 11-11. Yep, At 11-11. And, and so that's the exciting part, you know, you get to build it, your own footprint, kind of design it. Um, so is there anything that people can do to help? We talked about fundraising. Is there anything that we can do as we're talking to, to people? I know we're, we're out communicating, but, you know, I guess, what are the thoughts or needs, um, from you or the, you know, um, fundraising side?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, look, we, we, the university has support as well. they, They honestly have, we, we're, we're blessed that, um, University has made the commitment to mm-hmm. add a sport. It's 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 not an easy nor cheap endeavor to add right. a sport. Um, so the university has supported as well. However, there are obviously always needs, and so we're going to always be in a continual um, ask phase. So you know, financial support always needed. Um, and I, I I tell folks, look, it, your money is your hard earned money. Right. I used to hate, well, I won't say hate, but I've grown to be much more comfortable with the fundraising and the development side of what I do. Look, I never thought that I would be a fundraiser. Right. Uh, I didn't get into athletic administration to go fundraise. I tell right. students all the time, if, if, if you can sell and if you can raise money, you'll be employable in any field at <laughs> any time. So right. you do things, you'll you'll always have a job. What makes fundraising, especially for projects like this, for, for me so much easier and less of a burden is I'm very passionate about what we do. Right. I'm so fortunate I get to do what I do. There are days when, frankly, this is a job and, and yeah. it's, you know, I got to get up and go to work, yep. but most days it, it's not. I love what I do. I love my coaches, the coaching staff. I like, um, I, I love our student athletes. Just really blessed to do what I get to do what I do. It's mm-hmm. a whole lot easier to make an ask and ask somebody to support something like that when I believe in it. And right. I I believe our coaches are providing phenomenal experiences for our student athletes and mm-hmm. building our community it's it's crazy, and Ron, and you talk about this all the time, but it's a little crazy. We get to do what we do. Right. You break it down and I tell recruits, too. Ultimately, we're playing with this little orange ball that we're oh. bouncing on a field, on a court, mm-hmm. trying to put it through a metal ring. If you yeah. just break it down, it's just play. Right. It's just a game. But, man, the lessons and the life that we can give students. Yeah. Because of this little game, I love it. And so, uh, yeah, we, we need things. We need support, financial. We need our community to get behind us. We need to sell out every game. You know, yeah. we have dreams of building an, an arena on campus. We're working on the funding for that now uh, for a three to 3,500 to 5,000 seat arena on our campus that'll serve our community. Mm -hmm. Look, I won't say that we're going to sell out a 3,500-seat arena, but I'm not (laughs) saying we won't either.
0: Right. Absolutely. So when you went through this process, you added men and women's basketball, you had to open it up to the country. And I know you hired Ron and I, but what were the key things for you to really look for? And I think we all, and it's just kind of expressing that we all have the same kind of values or things that we're looking in coaches because you've hired such great people before. the athletic coaches that you've hired are just such amazing people. But what were the key things for you, um, you know, looking for a coach that's got to start from the ground up? Like there's nothing in place. So share those ideas.
3: Yeah, sure. It, it, it's similar to Ron's answer, what he's looking for. Character, yeah. character, character. Yeah. That, yeah. That's vital to me. I've, I have to have people. I want to surround myself with good people who buy this yep. vision. So I'm gonna give a little tip to anyone that ever interviews with me. If you ever want a job <laughs> and you're sitting in an interview with me, I'm gonna ask you one question, the very first question I'm gonna ask. And so here's a tip. I'm just gonna ask a simple question. It sounds simple, but it's one of the most important, I, I believe, for me it is. It's just simply this, why do you coach? It's mm-hmm. popular to ask now, what's your why? Um, I've done this line before, what's your, why was popular, but why do you coach? Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for something specific there and and it can be phrased in lots of different ways, but what's the reason you're doing this? Uh, And I, and I get lots of responses, but ultimately it's about for me surrounding myself with coaches who get what we're doing, that we're using that crazy little game where you bounce a ball. Yep or you kick a ball or you run who will I mean, who, you just run for the sake of running that's crazy <laughs> but we're using that to build men and yeah. women that are going to build our community and that are going to uh impact lives and so i'm looking for coaches that are ready to use their sport to impact lives Now, don't get me wrong i also want to win i'm right. very competitive i hate to lose <laughs> Uh, uh embarrassed to say sometimes I don't take losses real well. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really not completely about winning and losing. And I say that as much as I want to win. It's about developing young men and women and, and using character, using sport to build character. And obviously kids mm-hmm. agree, some of these students aren't going to pursue education without this opportunity to play the sport they love. Let's combine those. Let's use the sport they love to be able to get a degree to surround themselves around people like you and coach Ron and Jay and Ted yeah. and Cody. look with you're right. We've got a great coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for somebody that's going to kind of fit that mold. Yeah. Um, I'm not look I, when I do a coaching search, the, the, the slate is clear. I'm not necessarily ever looking for, hey, I've got to have somebody that's got this experience or this championship. Yep. It's So I've got a, a variety of coaches that are seasoned and brand new. So we'll yeah. look at basketball, for instance. Uh, look, I've never, Ron's never coached a basketball game as the head coach.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: He's acted in that role, he's been an associate head. You've done that for a number of years successfully. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Both have that same vision and that same drive, and what's amazing is right now while you guys are quartered so closely together in your offices, <laughs> to watch you guys build off of each other, I yeah. love it for Ron that he gets to have a veteran coach who yeah totally gets it, and you guys are like you know siblings, and <laughs> you just build off each other, yep. and the that built over there already yeah. is amazing. Um, I'd like to say that's because I'm really good at what I do. You can take credit. Very yep. lucky at times. <laughs> no. I'll take
0: a little bit. Absolutely. Um, the other aspect, and I'll talk just a few things and we're going to wrap up, but I, I believe the housing um, situation on USCB's camp, um, campus is amazing. I mean, it's a four-bedroom suite. You know, everybody gets their own bedroom. You know, two rooms down on one end and they get to share a bath. Same thing on the other end. And they have a kitchenette and a nice sitting area. But washer and dryer, like these places are just immaculate. So the housing is like the best, one of the best. And it's all that way. But I have to mention Chick-fil-A. <laughs> that has really helped the campus. I mean, there's more foot traffic on the campus besides, you know, just people wanting to come and know what we're all about. And people want to come and meet you and do a facility tour with adding men and women's basketball, um, you know, and they have lifelong learning, but uh, Chick-fil-A man, that's going to bring everybody to campus.
3: A game changer. Look, they've, <laughs> they've been holding Chick-fil-A over our heads for a couple of years and Starting to doubt whether it was going to happen or not, but baby, it's here (laughs) and it is a game changer. Let me tell you, too, our camp, our housing is second to none. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Coach, but when I was in college, I had some sad little dorm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Me and a roommate and back then with the big communal bathrooms. Oh, yeah. It would never fly today.
0: No, No, not at all. Our
3: students are beyond... (laughs) amazed when they come and see our quarter and here's the thing all of our housing is identical I don't care Mm -hmm. if you're a freshman coming in you're going to be in a similar house similar apartment to of our our seniors and what's even more amazing if you happen to live in Beaufort same model with a balcony oh wow (laughs) it can get a whole lot better and our housing or in our dining you know looks I don't care where you are in the country students are going to complain about dining Our dining, even, I think is fantastic. Look, and Mm -hmm. I was in college, I was eating shepherd's pie three days a week. It was disgusting. Uh, (laughs) It was that cold cereal. Look, I love my college (laughs) experience, but dining was not behind me. No,
0: I know. Absolutely.
3: The the Mm -hmm. selections and the opportunities, not not even to mention
0: Chick-fil-A, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I can't thank you enough for being on this podcast and talking about USCB and all the great things ahead and um, you're a great champion and a great leader for us. So I really appreciate your time tonight.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it. Look, I I get going. I get pretty passionate about what we do. Uh, We're just, uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity and I'm thankful for you coming to join us and I'm excited about what's going to happen, especially 11-11. It's going to be a great day.
0: Well, wonderful. Thanks again. We'll talk soon. Yep want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, it's been absolutely a pleasure uh, being with everybody and sharing March Madness over these last four weeks together. And obviously, uh, want everybody to be excited and look forward to maybe some of you coming and being a part of 1111 of 23 with our new program starting. So until then, thank you and goodbye. I hope I continue to prove how passionate I am and how well I'm ready for this uh, challenge and uh, a great opportunity. Passion. Passion what is what pretty much gets your culture, because if you're passionate about something, you're building that foundation from scratch, and that's what we need to do here. And that culture of caring, loving one another. You have to love on people, you have to love your players and you have to do it in a very, very positive way. So, tide is rising, fins up, let's get it done.